0: What did Cortana say to Siri? We'll tell you on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings Fools, I am Sean O'Reilly joining you here with the one and only Nathan Hamilton and we are here at Fool headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. How are you today, Nathan?
1: I'm doing pretty well. I understand uh not only is it Tech Friday when we're recording, but it's a, a special day for one of our podcast members here. Is that it, correct?
0: It is. You got me. I am turning 29 today. Is is that the official age? Yes. That is I, the truth? I, I don't start lying until a year from now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I started lying about three years ago then. Oh, man. Yep. Awkward. <laughs> yep. I know how old you are now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first up, and uh, special shout-out to my mom, I actually uh, I didn't do anything special today, so thank you, mother, for <laughs> bringing me into this world. <laughs> um, but uh, first up, Nathan, we wanted to chat about uh, Cortana coming to iOS and Android, which they probably should do if they're smart, because iOS and Android has 97%
1: market share or something, but anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about that and a few other topics, but yeah, I mean, you hit on it exactly. 97% market share, whatever the number is currently. I was I've, just, I'm sorry, I was yeah. just reading an article about the market share. I, I, I don't follow
0: Microsoft and the Windows phone's market share numbers, sure. but I was just reading it just as an update, and I was like, oh my gosh, the 3%, this is just sad. But, well, no one does follow them, so. <laughs> touche. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I have one friend that has a Windows phone. <laughs> you know, I i think I've seen one person that I know with a Windows phone device, and you know that that really gets at sort of the broader picture of it all here, Microsoft, essentially a few years ago, as as Satya Nadella took over, realized that, hey, we can try and go after some market share with Windows phone, and and they still are with the Surface and and so forth. But the reality of it is Android and iOS, absolutely 100%, and I know 100% not the straight numbers, market share numbers, but in any other real meaningful way, 100%, they own the The operating system market. So it's impossible for for Microsoft to compete by just having its own product like Cortana. So how do you get yourself out there? How do you drive, you know, Cortana drives search revenue to, through Bing, to Microsoft also? Um, How do you get your product out there? And the easiest way I know, and essentially Microsoft knows this as well, is you got to go to where the people are, and that's on Android and iOS. And Essentially, I, I can't recall the timeline, but Microsoft will be releasing Cortana. Uh, for, for listeners that aren't familiar with it, that's essentially their Siri or OK Google for Windows Phone, and it'll be available on iOS and Android. Cortana, what lunch locations are available closest to me? Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's the thing as well, and they're, they're different reviews and people have different opinions, but a lot of the opinions seem to say that Cortana and Google's uh, Version are actually better than Apple Siri. So they have actually improved pretty significantly. They're a lot more accurate and deliver, I guess, relevant results when you ask for whatever you're inquiring about. Has
0: anybody asked Cortana what uh, she thinks of Siri and vice versa?
1: If we can find somebody with a Windows phone, let's do it.
0: Yeah, we need to do that. Yep. Anyway,
1: so uh, what's going on with uh, airports and Wi Fi? So we have uh, news that came out recently, and and this is talking a little bit about I guess phone tracking and um, beacon technology. We've talked before on the show yeah, about, we talked eye about the eye beacon, but there's a company, and I found this really interesting, and it, it kind of points a little bit to the future and where we could see benefits with. I know it's a bad thing to say phone tracking and so forth, but there really are some benefits to it. But a company actually found that by tracking the addresses of individuals' phones within the airport waiting in lines, say for security screening, that by tracking it specifically and notifying um, the users that they could cut the wait times down by about a third
0: I would be highly interested in that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I mean, you you, you have to put it in
0: context of what it really means because. It's kind of like an IoT angle because they talk about like cutting traffic down in smart cities or whatever. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it is somewhat of an IoT play, but this is more personal on a consumer level. And you have to look at the benefits. You know, a lot of people argue they say iBeacon technology, which, you know, could deliver ads to you, which is one of the uses for the technology or beacons in general. We also have to look at it at the other side of it. Where is the utility? And we find it with this here. Ultimately, if you see it, you know, you could be in the airport, walk up to a line, and something that pops up on your phone says, hey, why don't you go to the other side of the airport and go to their other screening? Yeah. It's 30 minutes less of a wait. To me, that's a huge benefit. And, you know, I really wanted to point out where the benefits are just be- beyond advertising because really when you look at it, that's one thing, that's one use for it. In the whole grand scheme of things, you can do that with the uh, parking spots too. Start uh, doing yep. things that way, yeah. Yeah, the parking lot's full. Go, go to the other one across the street. You know that there really are some very specific uses for it that are benefit. Very nice. So
0: uh, this is one thing I really wanted to talk about, but the uh, recent trouble with Intel mm-hmm. gave some rough guidance. Very sad.
1: Yeah. Essentially, the company came out and. Do you think they're being too conservative? I don't know, I, I don't know what what the actual speculation is behind it, but specifically what Intel did is they lowered their revenue guidance from about 12 and a half to 13.1 billion from 13.2 to 14.2 billion previously. And the rationale for what Intel management gave is this is on the back of weaker than expected PC demand. And if we look at the last year or two, what's really been driving Intel shares is oh piece of demand is back and a lot of people are concerned about that and it seems to be coming out that at least for the next quarter or sorry first quarter which we're in right now the demand is a little bit weaker than expected whether that's a long term sort of indication you know that's up to be that could be argued but at least in the short term I guess share prices aren't doing too well.
0: Yeah, they sold off a little bit. They were at like 32, 32 and a half or something. It's down to yep. about 30 bucks. So you're talking about a quarter, though. Does that actually even matter? Like long term, I have to think that their they're, they're story is still intact. They've got a $2 billion IoT business. They've got obviously a virtual monopoly on, uh, on processors and PCs, yep. beating up on AMD. Funny you mention that. Oh,
1: no. Yes. So (laughs) along with the negative news that came out with guidance, there is also positive news or rumors that Intel is making it into the iPhone. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I mean... Correct me if
0: I'm wrong. Hasn't this been a rumor for about, oh, I don't know, four or five years? No. Well, this has been reported by,
1: I think it was VentureBeat or, um, yeah, I can't... It it may be VentureBeat, but um, if I have the name wrong... I apologize, but... It's out in cyberspace, so we yep, don't know. Yeah, it's out in cyber, cyberspace somewhere. But, essentially, there are rumors that an Intel modem is making it into the iPhone and replacing Qualcomm, which has been a supplier for the modems and iPhones for a good good period of time. That's a big deal. I can't imagine that, uh, given Apple's reputation
0: for the margins they give their suppliers, Intel sure. will make a mint off of this, but we shall see.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, it's one, one driver of Intel's business. You have to look at the long-term side of it. Um, is a PC market completely dead? If it is, then you know that's where maybe you might see a bleaker future for Intel because a lot of it is PC demand and their server business. Um, but if you see the future as mobile and you see that Intel can actually compete, which up to this point they haven't really been able to do with the likes of Qualcomm and some of the other competitors out there. But um, you know, it, uh, one thing I find interesting is we have one negative story and one very positive story. All within a very, there's short a glimmer period. of hope there. That is yeah, for sure. Yeah, there is. And uh, last
0: story here. And uh, I don't know, Jeff Bezos just can't stop doing things. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, he's not happy with just, you know, AWS and the cloud based services for the Internet of Things. He just made a acquisition out in Colorado, as I understand
1: it. Yeah, my home state. So at least a, a couple new millionaires were minted. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Amazon acquired a company called 2Lemetry and that's spelled with the number two, limitry. So interesting play on the name there, but um, essentially what the company offers is an enterprise IoT data and analytics. And essentially what that means for, you know, people that aren't familiar with the tech space is essentially it takes huge streams of data, analyzes it, you can take actions off of it. So it naturally fits well into Amazon's cloud business, which is AWS, and you Um, know, that may be where they offer the service in the future, but you know, definitely, um, you mentioned Bezos isn't happy with. Just how things are. And that's a good thing. You, you have to be growing. You have to be acquiring. You have to be relentless. You have to be on, you know, on the cutting edge of tech.
0: We obviously don't know the price tag on this. We don't know. I'm I just find surprised time he buys, you know, any, any company that of any size buys a, a smaller business like this, I'm surprised that um, they didn't decide that they could just replicate it themselves. Like, I don't know sure. if he's actually just going for the talent or what the deal is there. Because uh, what was it? Yahoo and Marissa Meyer, they were always talking about. Um, the number of acquisitions and how it is a parser for the
1: talent sure yeah i mean there there are times where it makes sense to build it internally but there are plenty of times where it also makes sense to acquire externally either for talent or the technology and integrating it into the company as a whole and you look at it this is a very common practice and it's behind many of the successful segments or divisions Of all the big companies we know, you know Google acquired DoubleClick. Do we have Um, any idea of
0: the size of uh,
1: telemetry, like number of
0: employees,
1: anything? No, I I didn't see anything in terms of revenue or employees and so forth. How big the business is, but interesting play since, or sorry, Amazon hasn't really been involved in IoT that much and seem to be getting in and. Um, you know, at least it's another offering for the a- AWS segment. Awesome, very mm-hmm. good. Well, thank you for your thoughts,
0: Nathan. Well, happy birthday, Sean. Thank you very much. I'm <laughs> yep. gonna go have some uh, some good lunch and some cake later. Yep. Good uh, Friday, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that too. And it's Friday the 13th. It's actually my third time I've had a birthday on Friday the 13th. I did not realize that. Yeah. So dun dun dun. Uh, Well, that is it for us, Fools. Before we go, I wanted to make all of our listeners aware of a special offer available to all industry-focused listeners for a subscription to Motley Fool's top-performing stock advisor newsletter. Just email us at growth at fool.com to learn more about the special offer. And, as always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against any of these stocks, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear on this program. That's it for us, Fools. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!